guys, I have a secret. What? <laughs> you remember, Lindsay? Okay, so Lindsay and I were doing our weekly planning meeting before this. Mm-hmm. We have a planning session where we plan for the next week or two. And Lindsay, at the end of the planning session, I was like, oh, we're about to record our podcast with Latrice. And she's like, oh, yeah, let me hop off. I need to get a snack. Dun, dun, dun. And I like was like, yeah, yeah, yeah snack sounds amazing. <laughs> so... Queen of Snacks influenced me, and I like ran in the two minutes that I had to get my hip peas. And literally, Lindsay and Casey, every single time that I'm not speaking, I just put it on mute and I just crunch away. Nah, that's so funny. I know. And then, like, I like crunch off half at a time so that if if she stops, I'm like ready and prepared to ask a question. But then, like, Casey pops on and asks a question. I'm like, back to my crunch. (laughs) (laughs) See, like, I can't do that because I have zero self control. So, like, as soon as the podcast starts, I like take my bag and I like chuck it across the room. And then I'm like, clear space, clear mind. I'm ready. That's so funny. I'm literally – I finished the bag of hip peas, which are like vegan chickpea uh, snacks, but I finished the bag and I'm literally just staring at it. It just looks beautiful. I feel like it's just romancing me over there like, go buy some more. Oh. <laughs> you know? Seriously, those are the best. I know because I don't keep any snacks in my house. Lindsay knows this. So like when I do keep snacks – there's a reason why there's never snacks anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, because if I have I have zero self-control. There's differences in people. Some people have self-control, other people have zero self-control. I have admitted to myself, I am not in denial. I have zero self-control. It's not something that I'm proud of, but like I'm not going to push water uphill basically. I'm going to work with what I've got. And so since I have zero self-control, that means just like making the environment around me easy to make good decisions, which means sadly limited snacks. I don't have any self-control either, like at all. And I honestly, I want to meet someone that could have like a bag of chips or some cookies laying around and not eat it immediately because like, are you a serial killer? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) how people can do that because I will think about it. Like if I'm upstairs and downstairs, I will think about it. I know me too. I'm not going to lie. I see like, I think that I snack so often, like I have chocolate. I don't even love chocolate, but I probably have like some chocolate every day. I have like crackers or chips every single day, but I feel like because I eat it all the time, I'm like, I can eat part of the bag and then put it away because I know that I want to enjoy it tomorrow and I don't want to finish it in one serving. I appreciate you, Lindsay, as a special kind of human. I get a bag of anything. And literally, Lindsay, the reason why I was able to finish the hip peas thing today was because there were like 10 of them in there because I decided yesterday after having opened it that maybe I should leave like a handful left. <laughs> See, like, that's what I don't mess around with is when they literally put, like, one serving and then they call it five servings in a bag. Agreed. Lindsay, it's truly five servings. I just eat all five in one sitting. No, but it's not. It's really not, though. No, because this happens to me. (laughs) Yeah, me and Casey always talk about this cracker called Simple Mills Crackers. Case. Literally. It's a one serving. The box is one serving. Come on. 
I don't I don't care what they say on that label. I eat it in one serving every single time. <laughs> Literally, I open it up, I black out, and it's gone. Every single time. That is that is literally the process. Blackout and pure bliss. Oh, oh my gosh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today we're totally off topic, but yeah, literally struggle is real. I do have some vegan ice cream bars in my freezer that I just want to get right now. It's like- It's almost the weekend. I know. <gasps> well, I mean, I had one yesterday. I like to have treats for lunch. I don't know why. I don't really do dessert. I'm not really an after dinner dessert kind of person. Like I think about it like Casey and I want one in the middle of the day. I mean, I definitely I have a treat every day, whether it's like chips or chocolate or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. If you give me a whole bag of something, I'll tear it up. Wait, Lindsay, how hard is it? Well, I guess you wouldn't know because you can actually like you can regulate yourself, but do you know how hard it is for me to be around mom and dad as much as I love them? They both have like chips and like junk food galore in their houses. Yeah. They have the naughty stuff. And then I like never eat that stuff except when I'm around them. And then somehow I don't even think that they eat it that much, but then I'm the one who eats like the whole bag when I visit. Yeah. I think that dad has like um kibbler's cookies or is that what it's called kibbler's cookies i don't know yeah (laughs) kibbler's Kibler's cookies from like 2010 (laughs) and gotta love it regardless i don't i don't think we should be too hard on ourselves because i feel like we're not eating like the worst kind of junk that's what i'm saying it's like it's like healthy junk you know yeah, like hip peas and vegan ice cream. Right. And they're all low sugar. And I do like monitor all of that for that stuff. So for sure, I agree. It's not let that us bad. Live. You know, let us live. And I do eat clean like 90% of the time. But yeah, I mean, when you put a bag in front of me, the whole thing's going to be gone. I love it. It's fun. It's like a journey. Well, today we had a, had such an awesome interview with or conversation with Latrice and she is in systems and operations and she's a business coach and she like jam-packed this episode with so much information. Oh my gosh, it was wild. Like I just wanted to pick her brain for an entire afternoon. Like we need more time with her. She's such an expert. She gave so many tips and it's a shorter episode, but we're not kidding. Like Her answers to everything were just so in-depth and detailed. Like, you'll get so much value, even if it is a shorter episode. We walked away with so many things that we're going to be doing in our business, too. Definitely. And it it got us thinking um, about what systems we already have in place. And we kind of wanted to share that with with you guys, just to get some insight and examples of what another business is doing currently in terms of systems. Yeah. Totally. Let's, I feel like we should let everybody listen to the episode and we'll do a, like a little bit of a longer outro so you guys can hear. We'll talk about from what we discussed, what we're going to be implementing. And then we'll also talk about our other systems and processes that we have as well. So this week's outro will be a little bit longer and we can dive more into those. Sounds good. I love that idea. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited for you guys to hear from Latrice. Oh my God, she's 
Just incredible. This is an action-packed episode with so many tangible takeaways. If you don't have your notebook out yet, put us on pause, literally right the second, and grab a notepad and pen or get the notes out on your phone because she drops some serious knowledge and some really incredible resources that I literally ran in the middle of the episode to get a post-it note and pen (laughs) to write them all down. So without further ado, here is the episode. Welcome everyone to the Flourish We Grow Together podcast. This is Laura DeFrancesco, founder and CEO of Flourish Coworking Space and Dean Street Law. Flourish is a lush, sustainable space to co-work, host events, and more than anything, it's a community, an online rad community, and we've been growing and thriving, and I love all the support we've received from all of you, so thank you so, so much for being a part of the Flourish community. I'm here with my two co-hosts, Lindsay and Casey. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay, the co-founder of Flourish. And I am Casey, the community manager of Flourish. And we're so, so excited today to be talking to Latrice Claiborne of Trinity Business Solutions. She's founder, CEO, systems and ops and strategy specialist. Hey Latrice, we'd love for you to introduce yourself to everyone. Hi, everyone. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I am, as you said, the owner of Trinity Business Solutions. And on that side of the business, I handle systems, tech, and all of the tools and processes for online entrepreneurs for mostly high six and seven figure businesses. Um, I jump in their teams and I manage, my team manages their tools and their systems to make sure everything is operating effectively and efficiently. Um, And then on the other side of my business, my passion is helping mompreneurs grow sustainable, profitable businesses without the overwhelm and still giving them the opportunity to spend time with their children and with their family as they want to. It's so cool that your work is essentially rooted in, in helping people create successful businesses. I'm curious as to what led you into this part of the business and what got you interested in systems. Well, initially, I was working a job that I was not extremely happy at, um, as many of us have that same situation as to why we go into entrepreneurship. But um, I was working at a job and it was just, you know, the typical overworked, underpaid, not appreciated too much. And it was just so much going on. And I ended up, I was on maternity leave and just the way that all played out with my company and things. I was not happy with how that played out. And so I was on maternity leave and I was like, okay, this is just kind of a dream, but what if I decided to figure something out that I could do where I could be home with the kids and I could still make money and everything would operate just as I wanted it to. I could still fulfill all of my obligations that I needed to fulfill and be the wife and mother that I wanted to be. So I was just kind of toying with that idea. I did research and found what I wanted to do. Now, everything that I'm doing now is because of what I learned at my last job. I started there and I was given so much. I was doing marketing and business development, but I was given tools and platforms and systems and responsibilities that I had didn't have anywhere else. And although everything didn't work out for the best, in my opinion, it really did. There's a silver lining and everything. And the owner really, really trusted me to 
take on so many different things with the business. And it helped, it was, it was really, and I didn't know that's what it was doing, but it was developing me into the business owner that I am today. And so I started to do tools like Infusionsoft is a all-in-one marketing automation beast of a tool. And I'm certified in Infusionsoft and I have tons of clients. Almost every one of my clients uses that tool and I get sought out specifically for that tool. Well, I learned that tool and got introduced to all of these systems at that last job that I worked at. So I figured it out, came up with a plan with my husband. We agreed on it. We saved, we saved money and did what we had to do. And when my newborn was two months old and my other one was two years old, weird situation. My kids are two years apart, same day, two years apart, three hours. So I had a two-year-old and a two-month-old. It continues to happen in my family. My dad and his brother are the same. They're the first two born, both boys, two years apart, also born in January. So when it's it's crazy. So when that happened, um, I was like, okay, well, let me go ahead and just take this leap of faith. And I jumped out there and I ended up starting my business. It was not, I don't have a uh, wonderful, everything was great and I planned everything out and it went perfect and it was just stress-free and no, not the case at all. (laughs) It was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of trial and error, a lot of learning different things about myself, about people, about business in general, about running a business, just so many different things. And so it's definitely been a journey, but I didn't know that back then four years later, my business would be what it is now. I really just initially wanted it just so I can have time to spend with my kids and all of that good stuff. But I didn't know that it would grow to be the profitable business that it is today that transforms so many other businesses. And I kind of was like, okay, why was my business founded? What was I so passionate about? It was about family. It was about having freedom, about being able to see your kids grow and not missing opportunities with your children and being able to fulfill my other obligations. I'm part of a nonprofit and I'm also on a board and there were so many other things. And so I was like, you know what? I can help other moms do that as well. So that's why I'm super passionate about helping moms discover what their passion is and realizing that they can monetize their passion. And there are people out there who would pay them to you know, operate in their calling and people would pay them for that. And once they do that, they can still, without overwhelm, still be the great mom that they wanna be while managing everything else and having a profitable business. That's amazing and so inspiring. I feel like that's what so many you know new moms and just moms in general are looking for. I'm curious, you mentioned you know how you specialize in Infusionsoft. Can you speak a little bit about how you work with your customers, what you're working with them on, what they come to you for? Now, when it comes to Infusionsoft, I work with a ton of different marketing automation software and marketing automation is my is really my strong point. But um, Infusionsoft is one of the tools that I use to do that. Infusionsoft is really great, especially for larger businesses. So I have clients who have you know email lists of 250,000 and more and up. And so Infusionsoft has the bandwidth to be able to handle all of that stuff. What I do with them a lot of times is not just, you know, building the automated funnels and the email campaigns and all of that great stuff, but also the strategy because a lot of people have a tool like that and it's a heavy tool, it's expensive, but they're not even using it the way they should be using it. And they're not even using it to its fullest potential because they don't know how. There tends to be a learning curve with Infusionsoft. And so they pretty much just get it just to house all their contacts and that's not what it's for. It's not a just a place for you to hoard contacts is actually a strategic tool you can use to actually 
make money and convert prospects into clients, and then to also manage and nurture the current clients that you have as well. So a lot of times I jump in and I do an audit to see, you know, because they don't know what to keep up with. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but email has a reputation. So if um, you have a reputation with Google, your domain name has a reputation with Google, with Yahoo, with AOL, with Hotmail, with all of those, your your domain name has a reputation. So whatever email platform you're using, you have to do a ton of, and I'm trying not to sound like a total, complete, 100% geek, but they have so many uh, different things that you have to do to, main, to maintain your reputation and to remain compliant. And a lot of times people come to me and they aren't compliant or their compliance is at jeopardy and they take your ability to be able to do email marketing. So a lot of times I'm cleaning things up, I'm making sure I'm keeping everything in order, setting up funnels, figuring out different strategies and different things that we can implement to do more in their system than what they currently are doing. Interesting. Can you share more, whether they're using Infusionsoft or MailChimp or whatever they're using as an email platform, can you share more how someone can think of their email strategically you know, some people might have not even heard of a click funnel. Can you explain what that is too? So, you know, how does someone create a strategy around email? Now, one thing that people oftentimes do is they just send emails just to send them. So they say, sign up for my email list. And then they send everybody everything every time. Uh, that tends not to convert. And then you have your churn rate is really quick because you'll have someone come into your list and then they don't see what they want. So then they leave and they opt out. A lot of times what tends to happen is you're not giving people what they want. And I always use this metaphor. That's like if I go to the furniture store and I'm like, okay, I'm here to get lamps. And they're like, well, we're actually selling couches this week. And you're like, but I know you have lamps and I came here for lamps. But they're like, well... Couches are on sale, so we would rather you just get a couch. So we're just going to continue to talk about couches. And that's exactly what happens with our email list. We send the same thing to the same people all the time. Instead of us using our email marketing platform to, I call it, kind of stalking people and figuring out exactly what it is they want, what they like, what they're interested in, and giving them more of that. So if you're selling a ton of different products, say you're selling mugs, t-shirts, and you're also selling notebooks. Maybe someone clicked on this because they're interested in your notebooks, but you're constantly trying to push these t-shirts for the whole month of June. And they're just like, okay, all they sell is t-shirts. I'm not getting what I want. I'm never seeing what I want. So let me just opt out. You need to do more of tracking the clicks and the behaviors of the subscribers on your list so that you know exactly what it is that they want. That's such good advice. I feel like that's so applicable to so many businesses. Um, I'm curious, you spoke a little bit about CRM and converting from a prospect to a customer. Can you speak a little bit about how you know small businesses or people just getting started can start to implement that? So for those who don't know what a CRM is, a CRM is a customer slash client relationship management system. Um, There are so many really, really great tools out there for CRMs. And really what a CRM does is it manages your interactions, your relationship, how the client got even on your list, you know, their lead source, where they came from, whether it be social media or word of mouth or a flyer or whatever it is. But your CRM can tell you exactly, you can look at a person's record and see exactly who they are, where they 
they came from and kind of where they stand. You can even um, have ratings based on how much, you know, they're rating as a client. Like if they, if they're constantly opening emails, some of the systems have what's called a flame score. So it'll show you like this prospect is somebody that would more than likely convert to a potential client. Um, one of the really great ways and an easy way that I think business owners can start to convert people is by having a freebie. A freebie is really, really great. A freebie can lead up to someone subscribing for a freebie and then them staying connected with you, getting on your list, and then you creating some type of funnel that funnels them to some type of low ticket offer. The reason I say low ticket offer is because a lot of times the people who want something free, they're not going to spend $750 on a coaching program right out of the gate most of the time. Most of the time, you got to inch them up. You got to try to elongate the lifetime value of your customer. So you may get them on the email list and then maybe you have an ebook for $17 and you upsell them to the ebook. And then maybe from the ebook, they join a workshop that you're having for $99, a one hour workshop. And then, you know, you kind of funnel them in that way, but your CRM allows you to be able to watch the behaviors of this person and to give them what they need next. And so having some really basic funnels in place just to start with, just to start with some really quick basic funnels, you can kind of get them from customer to prospect. Another thing that's really great is making sure that you keep your email list informed of what's going on with your business and the services that you have to offer. But adding value is the thing that we oftentimes missed because we're so quick to sell. And we're just like, okay, I'm just going to sell, 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 sell. Can you get my services? We have open space for this. We're buying, we're selling this. We're doing a special on this. And it's always selling, but you're not constantly adding value. And for most people that jump on your email list, it's a really like, what have you done for me lately type of situation? Okay. So what are you going to give me? What are you going to offer me? That's typically what it is with people. They want to know what, what value can you add to them? Why should I even still be here? Because I have 36 other people who have emailed me already by 6 a.m. this morning and my email inbox is super crowded. So what are you going to offer me? So a lot of times the ratio of 80-20, you're doing 80% value, 20% promotion. You're constantly adding value. It gets them in the swing of opening your emails, which also sends your email reputation up to platforms like Google, AOL, all of those things. It sends your email reputation up because it's telling those servers, hey, these emails are very, very good these emails from this domain name are important. Don't put them in spam. Don't put them in junk. People want to see these. So it delivers them to more people's email inboxes. So you want to go ahead and send those emails and get people used to opening your emails. And you can always include some really non-invasive sales at the bottom of all of those free value emails that you're sending out. So I'm, I never say, listen, I sell. Do not. I don't say don't do sales. Always sell. However, you don't want to get to the point where selling is all you're doing and you're not adding value to your audience. That's fascinating. I'm going to be honest. So just to give everybody a little bit of background for Flourish, as we were opening up, our freebie opt-in was three free days. So if you sign up for our email list, you'll get three free days at Flourish. For Dean Street Law, we have free legal guides. So if you'd like to get a free legal guide, then you can sign up with your email and it'll be sent to you. So those are the free opt-ins. But I have to be honest, we are the people who send the same email to every single person on our list. (laughs) So we need to... Most people do. Yeah. We need to work on those, like you said, funnels and 
creating different communities within our lists for finding out more about them and what they want. So you said, let's say you're that person. Let's say we're talking to an entrepreneur, a small business who has an email list, they've gotten their freebie, and they want to start dipping their toe into the funnels and the creating communities within the list. Can you give them like a couple action steps that they can take to hit the ground running with that? To start actually creating funnels within the list that they have currently. Mm-hmm. And like you said, stalking their stalking their customers, which I think is a brilliant idea and everybody should do. You should know your customers super well. It really depends on what you're using and how robust the tool is that you're using. So if you are already, if you're just starting out, it's a whole lot easier because you can just segment them. It's called segmentation. You can segment them straight out of the gate because you're just starting. But for most of us, we're not just starting. We already have some form of email list or we're doing some form of email marketing in some way. And so being that it's a little bit more difficult, two ways that I suggest is to go back to former email reports. Again, depending on how functional your software is, ActiveCampaign is a software um, that I really, really love. ActiveCampaign will allow you to go through. Most of them will. You go through, you find the email and you look and say, okay, we were selling, let's use the t-shirt method again. We were selling t-shirts. These are the people who clicked to go to the cart. So clearly they're interested in t-shirts. Let me click these and let me tag all of these people in the system with interested in t-shirts tag. You can categorize people in that way based on old former emails and go through the clicks and start tagging them and segmenting them. It's a little more tedious, but it's a good way for you to do that as well. If you've already been sending stuff and you can kind of get people interested, another easy way is for you to go in and just say, create a form and say, hey, we always want to continue to provide value to you and you know, spruce the email up really, really good. Let them know you want to continue to provide value, but you don't want to give them things that they're not interested in. So you want to know exactly what their interests are and why they're subscribed to your list. So you can have a quick little form and that form can say, do you want to receive more information about X, Y, and Z and those types of things? So that's a good way. And depending on the platform, um, some platforms will let you use like an opt-in form. So it'll add and take them away from lists that you actually have in there, like Active Campaign. But some of them, like Infusionsoft, you can just go right in and you can have it set up to where every one that they click that they're interested in, it tags them automatically when they submit the form. That's so fascinating. And that's so helpful. I feel like that's the tangible advice that people don't receive. They hear that they need to segment or create click funnels or whatnot, but they don't understand Okay, so what do I do now? So then let's say, are these segmentations based on the different revenue sources that you have in your business? Now, mine mine are initially, but then I segment them a bit further based on what they've done, what they've taken. So if I'm doing a promo, people aren't receiving emails for stuff that they've already done. So I have the two different sides of my business. I have the mompreneurs and then I have the system stuff. So when I'm promoting different things, I then segment them even further because I really want to make sure that people aren't getting the same emails over and over again. Like I'm not promoting a program that you already were a part of. And so Active Campaign has a great feature that allows me to do that. It'll allow me to, I have everyone in different lists it will allow me to exclude certain people, certain lists from whatever campaign or email that I'm sending. It'll allow me to remove people because sometimes, like there's always programs and stuff running and there's people that are purchasing so many different things. I just want to make sure I'm not harassing anyone and giving them a reason 
to opt out of my email list. Oh my gosh, I love that because I that happens to me all the time where I've bought a product, let's say I love Jenna Kutcher so much, but I've bought her, let's say Instagram lab. And then like twice a year, I get these massive influxes of emails and I generally like her emails. So I stay subscribed, but I get this massive influx of emails to buy Instagram lab, which isn't cheap. And I've already bought it. And I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely can be. I love that. That's super, super helpful. So then we've got these people in different segments and we know how to do that. But then are you preparing like four emails a week? Let's say if you have four different segments, are you then preparing four emails a week to send out? Or can you then bridge us into execution of serving those different segments? So for me, I keep it very simple because simplicity is my thing. I, I always say this and I say this to my coaching clients all the time. Making money is not complicated. So I'm like, uh, it is not that complicated. I make things as simple as possible. I have two segments, so I tend to send them. um, One segment is a lot less engaging because they're not buying stuff from me all the time. Um, That's my systems people. Most of those people who are my clients on that side are on retainer. So the only thing I want to do for those people, for the most part, is add value to them. I just want to constantly add value. But they're already on retainer. So it's not like I'm trying to sell them a whole bunch of other stuff. I talk to those clients and those people all the time or somebody on my team is in touch with them, those types of things. So I send them business tips and all of this stuff and systems tips, and that's a monthly thing. But then I keep it really simple. And then on the other side, I'm sending my mompreneurs different things. And my day for the mompreneurs is Wednesday. I keep it basic. I send an email every Wednesday and it's an adding value email. So it's not sales. So it really doesn't matter. They're all moms in business who are entrepreneurs. So the topics are pretty much pretty general that relate to all of them. If it's a promo, um, my promos are not... Wednesdays are my email marketing days. My promos are not just for Wednesdays. My promos go around that day and they're sent to people who have not purchased that promo before. So I really, really try to keep things as basic as possible when it comes to sending out random email newsletters. That's super helpful. I'm also curious... Are there any other business tools or resources that you like to recommend to people? Oh my goodness. Don't get me going. (laughs) Um, I will keep it very brief because I can be a systems geek and give you like 500 tools that you need to be using. But um, one tool that I use, so I use Dubsado for my client onboarding. Active campaign is a really, really great, um, not... It doesn't have a crazy high learning curve. Active Campaign is great for not just email marketing, but marketing automation in general. It does site tracking. It'll let you have conversations like the little chat tool on your website. It does so many amazing, amazing things. Um, for scheduling, if you're not going to use the Upsado scheduling feature, Acuity is what I use for scheduling. Toggle, T-O-G-G-L for time management because I track my own time, even though I have no one to answer to. I want to be accountable to myself for what I'm doing with my time every day. So I track my time all day long, every time I'm working and nobody sees it but me, but that's fine. I just need to make sure I do that. Um, If you're using, if you want a paid accounting tool, QuickBooks, if you want a free, amazing accounting tool, Wave Apps is free and um, it's web-based. 
What else? Oh, passwords, password vaults, last pass. And then my favorite, the best thing you should be absolutely using a project management system some way, somehow in your business to keep your sanity. So you're not having everything on a spreadsheet or a notebook paper or a post-it or anything. ClickUp is an amazing project management tool. It's very similar to Asana, but it is more robust. It can be overwhelming for some people because it has so many features, but it is an amazing, amazing tool that you can use. Thank you. And what's one of the first things that you recommend that people systematize in their business? I say client onboarding. The reason I say client onboarding is because you want to make sure that your front-facing system with client onboarding is airtight. You want to make sure that when someone comes through, they can get directly through in the most seamless way possible. They have an amazing experience with you straight from the beginning because it sets the tone of your client relationship. And it'll also eliminate so much. It'll save you so much time because you have so many systems in your head. And there are so many systems that I recommend getting started with in business, like marketing systems, content, accounting, communication, automation, email systems, hiring systems. But onboarding is absolute first for me. You really want to make sure that your clients are pleased straight out of the gate. And then I'm curious how, if someone wants to work with you, how do they go about doing that? So either way, um, either side of the business, latriceclaiborne.com is my website. And um, there you'll see the services I offer for mompreneurs and for those who need help with their systems. And uh, you can also connect with me on Instagram. It's also the same, instagram.com backslash latriceclaiborne. Um, I also have an amazing supportive community for mompreneurs. So for mompreneurs, it um, I have a group that you know we can post, you can ask questions, you can find people to fill potential job positions, all kinds of stuff. So it's a really great community and I do tons of free lessons all the time. Amazing. Thank you so much. We'll include all of that in the show notes. Latrice, thank you so, so much for your time. We so appreciate your expertise and I'm excited. We have a few things to take home with us and get started on this week, huh, gals? Of course. And everyone check Latrice out on Instagram too. Her Instagram is so informational informational about systems and she has a lot of good tips and advice on there too. So check her out and give her some love. Definitely. Thank you so much, Latrice. Thanks, Latrice. Thanks, Latrice. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Oh my gosh. That was so incredible. So much information. I like literally wrote everything down, (laughs) scratching notes, running for my pen and paper in the middle of the episode. I know. I love that she really gives actionable tips. And I loved when she talked about the tools that you can use for your business to really level up on your systems and strategy. I know. And we just scratched the surface. I know that she's so knowledgeable in so many different areas. And we really touched on it at the end of the episode where she said to start with really nailing down your client onboarding and of course your marketing and hiring systems and everything. So since it's a shorter episode, we figured we'd share a little bit more about the systems that we have in our business so that those can help you out as well. So Linz, what are we doing? Yeah, so we do <laughs> we do systems in a bunch of different ways. I think that everyone individually in their own position has like a sort of system that helps them work most productively and also just most efficiently. 
So for instance, we have someone who creates content and we do captions every Monday and then we schedule out when we're going to post and what we're promoting in those posts. And that's a really awesome system just to keep us accountable for content creation and also for letting our audience know what's up and um, getting out on social too. Another thing that we have created a system for, and Casey, you can talk more about like the planning aspect of this, but for podcasts, um, I know at least on the distribution side, which is more so where I come in, um, Casey writes up the show notes and then I batch work the graphics for all of our podcasts. And then I schedule out the posts and then I also schedule out the um, blog post that goes along with it. And then those are like good to go. And then Casey, you can talk about like what you do planning wise and like what your system is for that. Yeah. So kind of the pre-production process for that is scheduling. So that's, you know, me having a set calendar and I'm looking at our openings and where we can fill and making sure that we have, you know, spaced around each topics for, you know, how it's going to come out in our calendar. And there's also been some trial and error with that. You know, I was just doing the scheduling through email and then we tried a system Calendly and we're still testing out that a little bit. So always working to kind of improve the system too. And then um, I'm making sure that we have a summary with some prep questions before we do the interview. And then after the interview, making sure that we have show notes so that, you know, kind of all the back end work is there so we can launch the episodes. I feel like our podcast process has been unreal because we got shut down with COVID and we decided the idea to come up with a podcast just off a whim to repurpose our time. And that process has been so smooth. I've been basically mostly just showing up for the podcast's conversations because the majority of my time is spent on Dean Street Law and legal time. So you guys have done a really phenomenal job at working the kinks. And just from the beginning, there weren't even any kinks. It just like flowed so smoothly. I'm in shock. Thanks. Yeah. And we also send out an email to our our attendees right before the episode airs. And we include audiograms, which is um, our content creator creates and you know, a link to listen to the episode and all those good things. So it is like a, that is a good one to bring up, Lens, because it is like a start to finish process. Yeah. And so I, I think what we did though, and what you guys did, you guys can talk more, is that like every single step of the process in podcasting from pre-production, the actual podcast itself and post-production, you guys created templates for. So templates for our emails to our guests, templates for reaching out to new people, templates for thank yous, templates for audiograms, the graphics and everything. So, you know, when you have a nice system like that, having templates for all of those makes that system run so smoothly. Yeah, it's definitely been really easy to automate with the templates. So as soon as I book someone, I can go in, I can send my template for, you know, everything that that person needs to know for our actual recording date, including the link to actually record. So making sure we have all those. And then we have, you know, a template for when people reach out to us, just to make sure, you know, it's going to be a good fit for the both of us. We literally have a template for everything and it makes it so much easier. Highly recommend Yeah, that was something that I was going to mention too in terms of what we do for systems because 
for Dean Street Law, for instance. I know that we template a lot in Flourish too, but just to give like another business where we um, use some systems. For Dean Street Law, we've created templates for each of Laura's estimates and legal estimates are a little bit trickier than just like your normal um, independent contractor estimate because there's so much like nitty gritty details that have to go into an estimate. So that was something that we had to play around with with what would work best. So we have a template for estimates and then there's a template for letters of engagement. And then we also put in there little blank spaces where we can customize it. And we've done this too with um, Flourish templates just so that it doesn't sound so robotic. And typically we like to include something that that's a little bit more personable and then also something that's specific to what projects or what information we're discussing with whoever is receiving it. Yeah, absolutely. So we really created some more systems in terms of CRM, like we mentioned on the podcast, customer relationship management process. I think we can, you know, one of the things that I really want to do is I really want to bridge that gap from the potential customer to bringing on the customer full-time. So that customer onboarding process and really make that more robust, which I'm excited to focus on Dean Street Law. Totally. I agree. And then something else that we have a system for is our weekly planning. So Laura and I have a weekly planning meeting every, um, right now it's every Friday, but we may switch it up depending on like what we need later on in the business. But right now we're doing it every Friday and we discuss what we want to go over for the next week. And then on that same Friday, I'll write up goals and objectives for each of the team members. And I think that that's like a very small aspect of like systems, but it's something that is so, so helpful for like one communication and then also just for like achieving goals and setting goals and then making sure that they're, that everyone on the team has a good idea coming in Monday, what exactly their week is going to look like. Yeah. And then in terms of systems and everything too, one of the absolute game changers, which I've so, so loved, Lauren from the Skinny Confidential, I met in LA. And one of the questions I asked her when she she was doing a speech and everything, and I had asked, how do you recommend if you're super busy, like, do you have any management tips? If you're super, super busy and need your team to like be working on their own, do you have any management tips? And one of her tips that she gave me, which we implemented and has been a game changer, has been for every morning, each team member to check in with what they're working on. And so it just helps us see the work flowing and provide any feedback as necessary. And it also gives me a heads up like, hey, this is coming back to me and I need to like carve out time to take a look at it. Totally. And then also another system that we have, and I could probably keep going. We have like smaller systems and then we also have ones that are much more, that are much bigger. But another system that we have in place now, because during the pandemic, when we've had time off, we really like sussed out our sales system specifically for Flourish because when people come in, we want to make sure that we're like capturing, make the most, making the most of those relationships And so we, me and Casey went through and we created a full on system and it's almost like a tree. So like if someone takes this direction, then they get like 
these different like responses. And then if one person takes this direction and then they get like these responses. So like, for instance, if someone comes in, takes a tour and then comes in for their like second free day, then they get a certain communication to them. So like we'll communicate them, thank them for coming in, um, offer them some type of value and introduce them a little bit more to our community versus someone who comes in, takes a tour, but we don't hear back from for like a week or so, then they get a different response saying just like, hey, like, hope you're doing well. Here are some resources for you because typically our audience are small business owners or entrepreneurs, so we can give them a different type of value. But just like continuing to build those relationships throughout the sales process is kind of how we formed our system in terms of sales for Flourish. And Casey, you can speak on any of that too, if there's like something that you want to add. Yeah, no, I think that that's perfect. And I think it's also just important to note that like, I think this systems process makes the experience for the customer also more seamless, but also, you know, for the employees as well. And I'm excited to use our new one. And, you know, now when someone actually onboards as a member, we have different documents. So, you know, something that tells them how to get in, how to use our app, all those different kind of like nitty gritty details. So it just makes everything much more easy for the customer and, you know, us as well. Totally. Are there any other systems that you guys want to mention? Those ones are um, the ones that stick out to me most and are, I guess you could say my favorite. (laughs) I love those. One of the big things that I really focus on is time management. So every single day I put my tasks into one of my favorite apps now. It's called Sunsama and it's a web app, desktop app, not a cell phone app yet. I think they're working on that. And Sunsama, S-U-N-S-A-M-A is really cool because every single day I put in my tasks and I'm able to categorize it into whether it's DSL, Dean Street Law, or my books that I'm writing, or Flourish, or the podcast. And then I assign a time to it, how long I expect it to take. And every single day, I plan out my day. I order the projects that I want to work on in a certain order. And the goal is to be able to be really super realistic about what I can get done in a day. And this has really helped me realize that there's a lot fewer things that I can get done in a day than I would generally overcommit myself to. I think this has been like one of the biggest things in helping me and not overcommitting. And it also allows me to see where I'm spending my time. So then I time track it and it gives me reports at the end of each week and you can just access them at any time too of like how much time I spent in each day on different aspects of my entrepreneurship and businesses. And so I have a, I'll add a highlight on my Instagram. I just added a ton of stories to it yesterday about how I batch all of my time and then how I basically use this tool to help understand where I'm spending my time. So, you know, I always like to make sure that my time is focused on our long-term and immediate goals, our quarterly, our yearly, my lifetime goals, and then I'm backing that down into daily tasks and making sure that those aren't overwhelming me or burning me out. So that's kind of how I do it. And then I also will do a whole episode on scheduling and time batching and everything. That's just like a quick little nugget. 
Yeah, that's perfect. And I think the only thing I would add is just we do our weekly meetings and I feel like that's just really helpful to kind of touch base with everyone and see where everyone's at just so we can kind of know the status of, you know, everyone's different work and what we need from each other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that was a good amount of some of the systems and processes. It's certainly something that we are always working on. And, you know, one of the questions that Casey had was like, oh my gosh, like we need to like contact Latrice and everything because she's so incredibly knowledgeable about this. And what we talked about really touches the surface of her experience and expertise. So hopefully we get to chat more with her again soon. So thank you everyone so much for joining us for the podcast. We so, so appreciate it. Your support means the world to us. I like, I'm absolutely shocked at this point. And I'm sure by the time this airs that we'll have much more, but we have like over 41 five-star reviews and you guys just like literally make my heart so happy hearing what you love about the podcast. It means so much to me and Casey and Lindsay and our community. Like, thank you so much for all of your support. We are so happy that we're able to deliver value. And if there's anything that you guys want, always feel free to let us know. You can DM us at Flourish Westchester on Instagram. And thank you to everybody who's left a review. And if you'd like to leave a review, you can include your Instagram handle because every single week we announce a giveaway in the show notes and on Instagram of a winner of a free month at Flourish and also access to our social media workshop and our money management workshop. So thank you so much to everyone who's left a review. If you haven't already, share the podcast with your friends. The more the merrier. Shout it out on social media. You can tag us at Flourish Westchester. You can tag me at Laura M. Francesco, And me, Lindsay, at Sweet Green Soul. And me, Casey, at Casey Flow. Yeah, so thank you all so much. If you have anything that you want us to do a podcast episode on, just let us know. We are so, so grateful to have you in our Flourish crew. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. I'm Laura DeFrancesco, founder and CEO of Dean Street Law. It's a corporate law firm that helps you with everything corporate law and has tons of free resources and guides on our website that you can find everything from protecting your company from liability, forming a startup, and the different types of entities, all the way to intellectual property and social media. So if you'd like some free information on the legal aspects of your business, head over to deanstreetlaw.com. And you can also find us on Instagram at deanstreetlaw. We provide a lot of free information. And always feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week.